Apostle Jack. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, without further ado, it's my pleasure and honor to introduce to you uh, our speaker for tonight. And, uh, you know, you get to see a real true spiritual father. And, uh, brother, we honor you. We really do. And uh, he wouldn't ask for this. But it's a privilege to introduce to you Professor Tabernacle, we call him. <laughs> but his affectionate name is Big Love. And you guys know, I told some of the saints from the river, I said, make sure you go up to Cal say, hey, Big Love, I'm glad to get a hug. But it is my special honor to really, and I mean that sincerely, he's blessed me beyond measure because he knows more than I know. And that's the good thing about each other is, you know, we can receive so much and he's blessed me far more than I'm blessed him. So let's give a warm Northeast Ohio welcome to Apostle Cal Cook. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Apostle Jack. And my goodness, worship and uh, the preparation and uh, everything has been overwhelming to me. Uh, the services this morning and last night were... Uh, were life-changing. Uh, uh, I think the key for me is that Ashley came to be a blessing. <laughs> it makes it easy. I don't want nothing. I just want you to love me. It feels good when I'm loved. It feels good when people love you. Do you understand that? Yeah, that's my reward. I have some handouts, and so because uh, I, I couldn't get an overhead, so what I did was, thank you. Could you do this for me, son? Uh, you and uh, Rosie help me. Sure. There you go. Yeah, I wanted you to have a picture of what uh, transformation looks like, and so I, I um, from my study, I I found that in the tabernacle, I can reveal to you God's intentions. Uh, for the New Testament church. And uh, and the fivefold ministry, the government, uh, everything is revealed, uh, the functionality of what we call the church or the house of God. Uh, I heard in my spirit, uh, uh, we were, I forgot what state, we've been so many places, but uh, in my spirit, this is what I heard, gentlemen, ladies. What are you guys doing here? And I said to myself, I'll get on my knees if you want me to. But please allow me to fulfill my assignment. I have no other agenda but to do the will of God. That's why I'm here. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. It feel good to get that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I'm uh, just 
there's so much word that's been dispensed. My God, every one of these men, women, and uh, uh, that we call the senior council. Uh, and I miss you, Barry. And I miss you, Daniel. And I miss you, big guy, Don. I love you guys. And I'm really sorry you weren't able to be with us. But we love you yes. madly, yes. madly yes. love you. Uh, don't feel complete when I'm not with you. Matter of fact, I shared uh, the other day with the council how better my life has become since I joined with them. I already had a great life, please believe me. But now it's really great. (laughs) Amen. I know so much more now than I did before. I joined with Eddie, Apostle Ed, and and I drove nine hours in one of the worst storms in California just to meet him. And then as soon as I finished preaching, I got back in the car and drove an additional nine hours to go back home. And it was worth it because something was joined together. Whenever God is going to do something significant, you're going to have to make an effort. You can't just be that what I call uh, just a casual type of person that just thinks things are going to happen because you're so great and because you're born again and you're a child. No, you got to, you got to move this thing, man. You got to move in this thing and you've got to expend your energy and your time to build solid relationships with people. It takes time. You know, we have this happy meal thing in California. They want to come in and get a quick fix, uh, get a quick sermon, quick worship, and they get to the restaurant to fill that tank so they can be carnal uh, until next Sunday. And time out, because it hasn't gotten us anywhere, amen? And so I've come uh, to, let me pray. I don't know what I'm gonna do because I feel like weeping. I'm just being honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time just standing here uh, because I feel such a heaviness uh, uh, in terms of what I have to reveal to you. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, when we were praying uh, for you, there was a travail, there was a weeping, uh, there's a care for you. And I'm not going to be foolish enough to tell you that I care. I do, but it's the heart of the father that's being released. I would never say, I would never stand before God and say, I care, he cares, he uses me to reveal it. See, one of the things that happened in the Garden of Eden, body of Christ, because there was a connection between the spirit of God and the spirit of man, because the soul was a complete and fulfilled vessel uh, in terms of the expression of what the spirit wanted. The soul was a complete expression of the will of the spirit. It did not have its own expression. It only expressed what came from the spirit. But when Adam fell, he lost his right to express heaven on earth. So it's not strange that God would tell the disciples, teach us how to pray as John's disciples taught him. And that was really foolish. Why would Jesus teach them how to pray like John? Amen. Very crazy thing to ask Jesus. And he says something that sets the whole thing in its proper alignment. He said, wait, when you pray, don't mention earth. 
Don't even have your mind on the earth. Begin to understand that your provision will now come from the kingdom of God into the earth realm. Your supply chain just got changed. What you were depending on just got changed. Huh? To set your affections on things above and not below. Because you were born up above and not below. So your supply chain is above you, not below you. You don't get entangled with the affairs of men's struggle in the earth. That's not where you gain access to your provision. It comes from over your head. Just like the garments were put over the head. They don't come the earthly mandates of man that are upon man and ordination and his commissioning. They don't come from Bible colleges and Bible schools. They come above, from above your head. Man doesn't ordain you. God ordains you and man awakens to the ordination and fulfills what God already has done. You understand that? Yeah. Let me get into this thing. I'm struggling here. Uh, I want I want to. Yeah. Oh, my God. All that praying and stuff. And I'm standing up here just fumbling. <laughs> Glory to God. Like I'm telling you, I messed up. <laughs> Amen. Who was that that says, oh, it was uh, Apostle Fram. He says, uh, the next place you go is bigger than the place you're leaving. Now, uh, let me let me pray. Sorry, I, I quit messing up here. Uh, Father, I thank you. I praise you and I honor you, first of all, Father God. There's no one I would rather honor than you. I don't want to decrease. I don't want less of me. You told me you don't want none of me and all of you. And so, God, I'm in that none of me place in my life. I'm old enough now to know I have not done you any good unless I walked in the spirit. All my tantrums, all my pity parties, all of my not understanding and all those things did not advance your kingdom when I owed. So I surrender, Lord God, today in the name of Jesus. I surrender, Lord, because I know that uh, when I come into your presence, there's nothing. Uh, matter of fact, my prayer life has changed dra dramatically. I, I don't hardly get to say anything. You're so busy telling me everything. I used to tell you everything, speak in tongues for four or five hours and walk away and never hear your response to what I said. But now, Lord, I've learned to be still that I might know you, that you might tell me the things that I am not fulfilled. I don't feel my purpose. But yet you've been trying to tell me for 40 years. <laughs> and now you have my attention, Father. And I give you the glory. Come on, I give you honor. I want somebody just to give God some glory just for a minute. I need to be encouraged. I'm all messed up in my head. I, I need somebody to give God some glory. Come on, in my house, where we are, where I serve God, we give God glory in that house. We don't mess around with glory. We give God glory. When I say give God glory, that means we give God glory. Glory to God. Hey! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
My God, glory. My God, glory to God. Uh, glory to God. Amen. Now, when you said <laughs> bigger, I always think in terms of my journey from the law into uh, which would be considered the outer court and then my journey into Pentecost, which would be considered the church age. And I, I see the church struggling here, especially with doctrinal struggles, uh, exegetical struggles, because we want to be able to, in our intellect, fix God in a pattern of our understanding. But he, the pattern that he is working in, that has nothing to do with your understanding. He worked the pattern before you had an understanding. He, 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 the pattern is complete already. He declared the end of it from the beginning. He walked into the future already. He's prepared a place for you. He, how could you make a statement like, I know the plans I have for you and none of them are evil. Wait a minute, when do you know the plans for me? The plans I have for you are the ones I set for you. Uh-huh. And, and none of that has a doom day in it from you doom day ministers. The plans God has has no doom in it. Well, there's going to be some judgment, but not for you. There's no doom in, in this thing. Jesus didn't die to leave you doomed. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me get this out but so I can get into my stuff here. And so you got the outer court, which is the law. This is where you die to self and die to sin. And then you move into the candlestick where you get baptized with the Holy Spirit so you can get out of your intellect and come into the mind of the Son of God. Unless you have the mind of the Son of God, you can't continue on in your journey in Christ. You'll try to make your journey like the journey you had out in the law in the outer court. And he already said when you leave the outer court, the next place is bigger than the court you left. So you can't take the law into Christ. Some of you are legalistic with your wives. You're legalistic about your lovemaking. You're legalistic about everything that has to do with it. You got rules and regulations how you like things. You're still caught up in the law. <laughs> Glory to God. Now let me let me help you because now the next court under the candlestick, which has you know 30 facets of light, you know that, don't you? Off that candlestick, which which is the 30 years that Jesus was before he came into his ministry. Uh, 30 is the number of priesthood and maturity. You can't be a priest unless you're 30 years old. You can't be a son that's moved in ministry until your maturation has come. There's no such things as immature apostles. There are apostles who don't have experience, but you couldn't be an apostle if you weren't, if you're immature. Now, let me get you here. Here's where we're struggling. Listen to me, body of Christ. We come out of the law now. You can't bring that into the bedroom of God. You can't bring your TV cameras in there either. Some of you got, want everybody to see the works of your hand, how big your sanctuary is and how you've done such great things. But in the tabernacle of Moses, you could not 
go in there with anything from the outside. It was illegal to go in God's bedroom and watch him love his kids. We got the cameras. Got five churches in seven locations. Just letting everybody see what we got. And then we want to brag on our worship. Don't ever brag on your worship until you talk to God about your worship. He may not have accepted, even though everybody else thinks it's great. Because you're not worshiping for the people, you're worshiping to God. Oh, come on, let me, because here's, here's what happened. We, we get, we're in the law, come on, we're in the outer court, and we want to bring the outer court in and just preach salvation. That happened in the outer court. They threw the, they threw the kingdom out. And what I'm saying is that Jesus is the door, right? Well, I worship the door. I love Jesus. He's my savior. I work, but he says, wait a minute. I gave you keys to the kingdom. You can't keep standing in the door worshiping me. I need you to go into the kingdom and get access to what I have for you. I got things I want you to get busy about. My God in heaven. <laughs> Glory to God. Now watch now. This we're going to get mad at me now. <laughs> what we've done, listen to me, because of our theology and our eschatology, we stop in the church. And we just want to do church. And we want to argue about who's going to preach and who's going to get ordained. And do women preach and can women minister. We stuck like Chuck and out of luck. <laughs> What am I saying to you? We're not in the church age anymore. We moved into the kingdom. The church age was only to you look. Oh, the only reason you're in the church age is to extend the kingdom of God. You're not supposed to be doing all these wonderful things and not extend the kingdom. The kingdom of God it gets extended through the ecclesia, which is the body of Christ, who you are. It's not a building. It's a people. It's a people. God, it's a people. And we don't know anything about the kingdom of God because we want to play church. In my reading, I found something that when we get into this teaching of the most holy place, you're going to have to understand that God has a right to exist beyond explanation. He doesn't have to explain anything to you. He must reveal it to you if you'll seek him. But he ain't explaining nothing. <laughs> and you can't question the kingdom you got to enter in because unless you enter in you can't see which means you can't per perceive or understand the concept of kingdom unless you're in it 
Some of you questioning everything. Oh, that's not what our denomination is teaching. That's not. This is not about denomination or anything else. This is about the kingdom of God. There's no denominations in heaven. Not one. Yeah. <laughs> Come on here. Let me get this out. I want to take you into to the most holy place. And I want to show you what's going on. I put that picture in your hand because it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to help me uh, reveal to you the mind of God for right now. In this picture, we're in the kingdom now. The court in the church the five ministry gifts, the nine fruits of the spirit, the nine, uh, uh, these things, the nine gifts, and then the seven characteristics of the personality of the character of the spirit. You add that up, it's 30. In that candlestick, in, in, unless you have all the light, you won't see the body in the right light, and you'll judge your brother uh, and not in your communion with him, and you'll die early. That's what, the chapter, that's what it says. You have a premature death. It doesn't mean you're going to die physically, but you won't be able to live off divine life. So there's three kinds of life. Outer court is divine healing. Inner court, divine health. Huh? But in the most holy place, it's divine life. Life, health, healing. Many of us have tried to give healing before we got a hold of the life. We never got into the Holy of Holies. That's why we hit and miss on the healing lines. Because we're trying to give something to somebody we haven't gotten yet. You ain't healed. How you gonna heal somebody else? Your mouth ain't healed. Your attitudes aren't healed. Healing just not physical body. Healing means you whole. Spirit, soul, and body. Attitude and motive, whole, sanctified. Unto who? Unto God. Huh? And when that happens, you come into divine health. Why? Because you've been communing in divine life. I come to give you what? Life and life abundantly. You don't get that in the outer court in the law. You get it in the Holy of Holies. The reason the healing ministry is in the church because the body of Christ is sick. Yes. I'm at, listen, I'm at here. Yeah, amen. So when you enter into this holy place, you're not in the church anymore. So you don't have to defend the church or your denomination because you're not there anymore. You're in the kingdom now. When Jesus said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. That means he's an alien species has never been seen in the earth before. Because he's still working in you, the willing to do in this place called Christ. So everything in Christ is hidden in Christ in God. It's like a death. Because you are not supposed to be until the cocoon is done. Don't listen to me. If the cocoon... Caterpillar left the cocoon early. The moment oxygen hit him, he would die. Right. 
The work has to be complete before he can be revealed in this next stage of life. Many of us are burst out of the cocoon and we're perishing in ministry because we never supposed to leave before the work was done. <laughs> Come on here. We're leaving too soon and we're having, we're, our families are suffering, our wives, our children, because you're not getting what God promised you because you left before the day of the promise was supposed to be revealed. And what's happening to the church is many of us have these great gifts and all we're asking for God for gifts. Oh, I want a healing revival. Brother, I feel something vibrating in the earth. I feel healing. Wait a minute. Healing? You Look, you can't even talk to your wife right. You want healing ministry? You don't have ministry in your home? And you want a healing ministry? Your kids are angry with you? And you want a healing ministry? <laughs> man, I'm getting I'm getting attitude, man. <laughs> man. Mm. Oh my goodness. So we get into this place called the Holy of Holies. The scriptures tell us that we can come boldly, confidently. Because it's a finished work. And all of the other things that weren't finished were finished in the outer court. Our sin issue was dealt with and your self issue was dealt with. Because you had to deny yourself, take up your cross, and then follow him. You can't follow him into the Christ if you're still full of yourself. A lot of us have snuck in with self. And some have snuck in with sin. We got the nerve to walk around. Come on, somebody. Don't get mad at him. Uh, we're just a sinners saved by grace. Wait a minute. That's not true. We could not be sinners and saved. You're talking out the side of your neck. How can you be a sinner and be saved? What happens is when you come into this place here, you come into redemption. This is the redeemed community of believers who are saved. Yes, you can fall here, but because you've been made righteous, you have the right to get up in your fall. You better hear what I'm saying. There's provision for the fall in Christ because he's working in you. And it's not a complete work in terms of your soulish realm. But your spirit man has made perfect, just men's spirit has been made perfect. He shall is being brought onto sanctification spirit, soul, and body until you've been preserved and found blameless in that particular area of your life. But until then, you can fall. Unless you do those things in First Peter where it says, after you do this thing, brotherly love, come on, all this stuff. He said, then, he said, if you do these things, huh, then you won't stumble nor where you fall. So there is a fail-proof gospel that you can live by. Well, you don't have to fall all the time. Uh, I didn't get over here. I said, there is a filth gospel. Well, you don't have to fall all the time. Uh, you ain't saying nothing over here either. Let me get over here. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. 
Let me keep on. Now watch this. Oh my God. If I had the overhead, it'd be better. So then once you come in here, you're confronted with these cherubim uh, that used to be keep the way of the Garden of Eden. Let me show you that. Let me show you something what happened. Once the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth, that's why Adam didn't get uh, uh, judged when he fell in the garden because God could not deal with him outside of redemption because the lamb had already been slain for him. So he took the lamb's skin and closed Adam and then didn't cast him out the garden. He put him out the garden, but he never cursed Adam because he was already redeemed. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. Church, hear me. We have been so hard on people who fall because we didn't understand the community of redemption. We didn't understand that God redeemed the, listen to me, uh, this man told me that you were chosen in Christ before you fell in Adam. That's right. So God found you before you fell and already put a recovery plan in motion. That's why I said, if any man be in Christ, I'm going to recover what fell. And now if you be risen, I'm going to reveal you as a new man in the earth realm. That's why you have to come into the kingdom. Because a new man can't be revealed in the buildings. He wants to be revealed to the world. The church don't need another man in the building. The world is dying because they haven't had the sun. And you're arguing about who's going to let you preach in the church. And people out here dying in the streets. Now that you're in there, you're redeemed. Now he's dealing with you differently now. You can't come here and talk about your sin. Matter of fact, even at the prayer altar, Exodus chapter 30 says, you cannot bring a drink libation, a trespass offering, or a sin offering to the prayer altar. So you can't even go to prayer talking about your sin. Why? Because you, you, you got forgiven for your sin and out of court. That's right. Step number one, you got forgiven. So what are you talking about in step number two? Why are you talking about sin when you got forgiven for sin in step number two? Step number one and step number two is bigger than step number one. So you're higher up in him in step number two. So why are you still talking about the low life? Why are you talking about a lower realm of life when he came to give you a higher realm? Are they not teaching you in your church? Oh, come on, come on. Come on here. You hear what I'm saying to you? So now these cherubims are bowing down. Why is that? Because they used to have a sword. But now, rather than keep you out, they're inviting you in. Yeah. Why? Because you've been redeemed. So now when you come in boldly, the angels say, come on in to redemption. You're not a sinner anymore. You're a saint. And you come in because you got your identity intact. You're not a sinner. Oh, poor little worm trying to make it on in. And then when the marshal was teaching on the uh, caterpillar, 
I flash to Isaiah 22. And so I begin to look at Isaiah 22. And Jesus, in that chapter in Isaiah, Psalms 22, I mean, excuse me, let me get it right. He said, Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? Same thing he said on the cross. But he makes a statement in verse 5. He says, uh, I am a worm. Wait a minute, Jesus. Wait a minute. You're a worm. And then I look up the word tola worm. You know what a tola worm is? Yes. They, they, they collected those worms off a tree and it would attach itself to the tree and lay its eggs. And then the blood of that worm would feed the eggs. And they knew where the worms were because they would be blood red. And they would take that tola worm. And crush it up and make die for the king's robes. That's right. That's right. So, 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 what am I saying to you? Yes. Jesus said, "I became a worm for you, so you could be in the royal priesthood." Yes. See, you don't hear me. I, you, you can't go in there talking about I'm a worm and I'm not worthy. No, He became a worm for you, that you might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He became a worm for you. That you might rise in resurrection life. He became a tola. For you. Now let's get back in here. So now that you can come to this place. Boldly to seek grace and mercy. For your time of need. What do you mean my time of need? Not you. All your needs got supplied when you came into the kingdom. And by the way, by the class, you didn't come into the kingdom on your own. Some of you are blind. He translated you in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. He said, you once were in darkness, but the Son of God translated you into this marvelous kingdom of his son. So why are you rejecting the kingdom when it was Father's idea to put you there? Because you haven't been taught right. Yeah. Then you're going to argue with the kingdom message. <laughs> you ought to be mad at your teachers. Because yeah. they didn't teach you right. Yeah. I didn't hear what you said. Yeah. You mad at me because I'm fronting out your teachers. <laughs> but you ought to be questioning your teachers while they're not practitioners. Come on. See, body Christ, the teaching ministry is the one that moves in power. Some of you got it all backwards. See, if I'm teaching you something, it's because I'm walking in it. I, uh, if I'm if I'm teaching you something, that means I'm practicing what I'm teaching you. It's not a theory. Come on, somebody. It's not a hypothesis. It's a practice I walk in. If I'm teaching you on healing, God's using me in healing. If I'm teaching you on deliverance, I'm casting out devils. Are you listening to what I'm telling you? My God in heaven. But the teachers today, they sit back in the classroom and can't bust a grape. Are we okay? <laughs> oh, my father God. Do you hear what I'm saying? You cannot continue to teach something you don't believe. Because believers cast out devils. Believers speak in new tongues. Believers, it's time out for the unbelieving church. And so as you look at this, I'm going to show you something symbolically now. Do you see the silver stanchions? Yes. 
holding up the golden boards. That gold is actually a sleeve over the boards. Each one of those boards was covered with the shittim wood or the acacia wood was covered with a gold sleeve, which is the anointing of God to protect you from yourself. See, listen to me. We've been talking about the anointing breaks the yoke of others. No, 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 no. That anointing is to break your yoke so you never disgrace the son of God. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that yoke is over you, not over other people. That yoke is over you. huh? And that yoke is over you. And that yoke, that's the redemption of the Lord. That silver Sanchez is a medal of redemption. It was 100 pounds, two of them, 125 pounds. It was 250 pounds of silver that kept each board erect in their salvation. Under the anointing of their Father God's anointing and Holy Spirit. They were kept. But watch this. Here's the fivefold ministry. Watch carefully. The prophet, the evangelist, pastor, and teacher, an apostle in the center. That's the board that has the greatest communion with the body of Christ. And he's concealed within the body. That's the apostolic thrust that's in the body of Christ. That's the only rod that is 30 cubits long that represents the total maturity of priesthood. The other bars are 15 cubits. Y'all not hearing me. And see, these bars are on rings, which means they're married to the one who's married to the church to fulfill the assignment they have to bring them to full stature as they stand in the presence of the holy of holy the angels backing them up that's what those angels are there they've been given charge over you when you stand in divine order when you stand where god told you to stand i don't care hell or high water comes you're standing there god says i got you my angels will encamp round about you i don't care what the government's saying outside i don't care what your body is saying and I keep them under the arm of the almighty God. Hey, God, yes. So God keeps us when we're in order. This is where transformation takes place. This is the chamber of change. It's called the Holy of Holies. But because the church wants you to get the gifts, no one goes in here very often. They go in and out and get a quickie, and then they go out again. Let me share something with you. You cannot produce a child unless you spend enough time with your wife. Intimately to inseminate the seed. You cannot reproduce the ministry of God if you don't have intimacy with him. You may know you might want to be with the bishop or the apostle more than you do with God. You might want to be down at this at that place to do your ministry thing more than you want to do with God. You can't reproduce after that, after God. You can't because you got desires other than the ones that you found in here. Because in him you move. See, this is listen to me. When the scripture says in him you move and live, you can't do that in the church. You can only do that in the most holy place. He never intended you to live in the church. He expected you to live in him. The church is only give you to build you up and to prepare you to live in him. But not to become what you begin to worship your buildings and stuff. He never wanted you to do that. And your accomplishments. And now we're trying to get all these degrees. 
more than they have on thermometers to prove to people, well, brother, you know, uh, you know, uh, you can't preach in our church unless you have your doctorate. And you know, where'd that come from? None of those people who turned the world upside down had any doctorates. They didn't have no school to go to. They turned the world upside down. They walked in the supernatural power of God. They walked in transformation. Devil screamed out when they came by. Shadows, people. People, wait a minute. These people are unlearned, but it seemed like they've been with Jesus. Now we got everything lexicon, all kind of books, binds, songs, and concordance, Bible, dictionaries, and can't bust a grape. Can't do nothing. Scared of everything. I told the team, we're going out in the street at night and we're going to go out there and we're, at night? Yeah, at night. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what light works the best at night. Come on, somebody. If I'm going to use my light, it got to be at night. Now, come on, you say you the light of the world. I'm going to use my light. Well, we're not going to go. So we got 40 disciples, right? And 10 of them show up out on the street. Because they scared in the dark. And they the light. The devil scared of them. And they scared of that. They scared two fearful people, the devil and them. They scared the devil and the devil scared of them. <laughs> That's really something. Yeah, that is really funny. They both scared of each other. I want to take you through a verse of scripture so I can show you something in this sanctuary thing I put up here. And what I'm going to be dealing with. I want you, it, the, the thing I want to deal with, it's, going to, it's the scripture that says, I want you to consider, consider the lilies. Consider the lilies. Let me find it. Because it's important that I get there. So I'm going to consider it here, there, here it is. Uh, this, it's, it's in, uh, now, another thing about the five-fold ministry, this is the most important element. Nobody's on top of the saints. There is no hierarchy. Every one of these giftings is support ministry, foundational and support. Yes. I'm gonna say that again. There is no papa papa up here. There is no super apostle. There is no super bishop. They're servants of God. To the people, to maturation comes, till they all become transformed. Romans chapter 8, 29. See, the prophetic on you, I don't have to go to a prophet. Watch, I'm going to help you understand. I got a prophet in my church. He's a bad dude. I don't have to go. Listen, listen. Because I already got the prophetic word. It says right there in Romans, it's been predetermined and predestined for you to be in the image of the son. I said, uh-oh. That's pretty terrible for me. Why? Because that means I got to go. Yeah. I got to give off all this facade, all this stuff, yeah. and, you know, because uh, I'm supposed to look like the sun. That means pretty soon I have to disappear. Yeah. And I hate to see me go right now. <laughs> Still fighting to stay here. See what I'm saying to you? Don't lie. You fighting to stay yourself too. Amen. Otherwise, your husband wouldn't leave. 
Sometimes your husband leaves not because he wants to go anywhere else. You haven't made it comfortable for him to stay. It's not always a man's fault. All the women around here are like, uh, no, wait a minute. Sometimes you could be a hot mess yourself. It, the women were saying hallelujah a minute ago and now I can't get a word <laughs> can't get a word I said lady no, can't get a sound out of them right now I hear you listen to this it says watch this so the issue here speaks of one thing that I want you to understand this is the Sabbath Yes, come on, man. because you're not supposed to run out of here you're supposed to come in to stay yes. when Jesus when the world was created on the sixth day, the man was created. And the first day he went into was rest. Not his rest, but the rest of his creator. So he entered into the, it's not a, it's not Saturday. It's, it's, it's the body of Christ at rest in him. That's the Sabbath. The work is done. That's why you're not allowed to sweat. You couldn't wear a wool garment. You only could wear linen. Cause if you, if you did anything, that you took credit for, then the Holy Spirit would not show up. He wouldn't show up. You'd have to pretend that he came. <laughs> Some of us use smoke machines. Some of us use laser lights. We, we get all kind of stuff. We got pretend Holy Ghost meetings. Come on, we got all kind of stuff going on in the body of Christ. Why do you have laser lights and smoke machines? Because we're trying to create an atmosphere. What are you talking about? You done fell and bumped your head. You are the atmosphere. You are the air I breathe. Come on, come on, somebody. You are, you are the atmosphere. My Father God, let me take you a little bit further. Let me, let me do this for you. And so if we're not in that rest, now here's the problem. Rest has a vibration. And when you're moving in your flesh, it interrupts the vibration of rest. And now God can't speak to you in the secret place because you won't allow him to because you got activity that impedes your hearing. And you can't hear accurately. Brother said to me, I ain't hearing God. I said, I ain't seeing you be still. You got to be still to hear from God. You got a need and you made that your priority. Being with him is not your priority. Your need becomes your priority. We become a consumer generation. We want God to fix us and do it now and answer our prayers. And we have not answered his desire for you to love on him uh, and, and just want to be with him because he's your God. I'm not getting amens on over here. When's the last time you just want, when's the last time you fasted for your wife? You ain't never fasted for your wife and you're always complaining about something. When's the last time you fasted for your children? You ain't never fasted for your children and always got something to talk about. Yeah. In my head, man, he don't know. When last time you fasted for your husband? Yeah. You made him fast by not cooking for him. <laughs> you ain't never fasted. <laughs> you got mad at him, so you stopped cooking. Oh, yes, you did. You don't cook now. You're mad at him. The boy's getting skinny. You better cook something up in here. Amen now. You better cook something. Give me a mayonnaise sandwich or something. <laughs> Lord have mercy. 
Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it's the fivefold ministry that keeps everybody secure in their redemption. That's why we're here to keep you secure. You don't have to jump around because we are secure. We, we, we're, we have rings of commitment to keep us connected to you. A whole purpose is to keep you ready until he comes and that you get transformed in the change chamber. Too many of us are leaving here and have no change. We come up, went in cussing. Come on, cussing. Went in all depressed and anxious and left. Where you been? I've been praying for two weeks now. Well, how come you still you? Because wait, 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 wait. Because here's how prayer operates, body of Christ. You go to prayer, you become the incense, you disappear, and you engage in intercession of Christ. That's why you're there, because you're a royal priest. And you have to go by the royal laws of the priesthood. Which you, you must uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, Jesus is at the right hand of Father, making intercession for the saints. And when you go to the prayer altar, you're not supposed to go there for yourself. You're supposed to go there to join this meeting. Not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. See, there's three sacrifices. Sin, self, and soul. Isaiah 53.10 says it was the sacrifice of his soul for sin. Jesus sacrificed his soul for the penalty of sin. That means that when you go to Jesus... You cannot be full of soulish ambition and desire. You have to sacrifice it to be able to join this prayer meeting. I'm trying to help you get prayer through like you never got it through before in your life. I'm trying to help you that Jesus will come and get you and say, I got something to give you. You didn't get a chance to get into the chamber yet because he knows you're coming there to join his meeting. You better hear me. Jesus will check your motives. So every time she come in here, she comes in there for me. Go, angels, go take something to her that she couldn't get super exceedingly above all she could think of ass. Take it to her house. Have somebody call her up. Give them that job they've always wanted. Do something extraordinary. Why? Because you always go in there and you join this prayer meeting. Now you're a valuable player now. Because you're only there for the will of God. You're a valuable player now. See. Now watch this. It's California. This three hours thing got me spinning. What time is it? I don't know. <laughs> God. Okay, I'm trying to get out of here. Come on, somebody. Yeah, we don't have to be all night to be right. Come on, here we go. And so we're at rest. It's called the Feast of Tabernacles. Every year, all the men in this camp had to take a basket of fruit and go into a booth for seven days, but they couldn't come before the Lord without fruit. Come on, man. I'm going to ask you something. I got fruit trees in my backyard. Apricot, I got uh, nectarines, apples, peaches. What else I got? Anyway, I got fruit. And I have no problem distinguishing what tree they are come on. by the fruit that they bear. Right. If you say you are who you are, oh should be some fruit. Yeah. If there is fruit then you are which you are because the tree is known by the fruit so if you keep saying all this stuff and you don't have nothing on your tree shut up right. 
in the Hebrew, that it means shut up. <laughs> in the Greek too. Call in and whatever you want to do. International language, shut up. And they say, yakamashi. I understand. Amen. Yak in your mushy. Yes, they do. It's a feast of rest. Seven days means complete rest. You're supposed to manifest the rest when you come into Christ. Because there's nothing you need to do. The work is finished. You're not hearing me. You don't have to try to get anything. He's already done it for you. Let me help you. You need to learn how to discover what he's done. And you discover that in here. Inside this cabinet called the ark was everything that was against you has been nailed to the wall. The Ten Commandments, nailed to the tree. huh? The rod of judgment, nailed to the tree. Come on, somebody. Only thing left in here is your provision. The golden manna hidden. But come on, somebody. So when you find your way in here, all your needs are supplied in Christ Jesus, who's the Ark of the Covenant. So now that you're in there and he's communing that and revealing that to you, a joy come upon you. It's joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because this is the first time in my life I've been in a place where somebody has my best interest in mind better than I have it for myself. So I finally come into a place. Come on, somebody. I'm in a place. And my the creator of the universe has favored me. The creator of the universe has gone ahead and told me that my future is bright. The creator of the universe has made me whole from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I find myself not wanting anything when I'm in the chamber of change. I don't have to be afraid of my enemy. I don't have to be afraid of those who surround and camp around me. All I need to do is say, open up my eyes, God, that I can see that there's more for me than there's against me. And then I look and I open up my eyes in the spirit realm and cherish a fire all around me and surrounding my enemy. Oh, I'm moving fast, but later on, I'm gonna pay for that one right there. <laughs> but I felt that one right there. There we go. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Now, Christ, we've been taught, uh, I was told by Dr. Earl and others that this is the most biblically illiterate generation that's ever. They know less about the word of God than any yeah. generation. And we're playing games with this thing. Still trying to play church. Yeah, we don't. We play plays. We hate each other. We don't get what we want in the church. Well, I'm going to another church. That man overlooked me. He know I'm more anointed than another that heifer. I know that I'm the one. I know that I should have got that job. I know that I was the one that's supposed to be getting that ministry. He gave it to them. I've been here longer. I got more years in Jesus. I'm the more mature one. <laughs> that's funny. That's my name mature. Oh, yeah, paid more time. Now, that just happened to us. Uh, people say, well, I'm leaving the church. I said, okay, what's wrong? Well, you know, uh, we just don't feel. But you came, you cried when you said God told you to come here. And now you, yeah. And then he said, we, we've been giving all we got. So I told my wife, go check the giving records. You're not going to believe what I found out. 
$37.93 after 15 years. The biggest complainers didn't put nothing in the pocket. Now, I didn't do a Jefferson on them, but I almost did. I said, get, well, get on down, get on down the road. Get on down, get on down the road. <laughs> oh yeah you get amen you got glad you gone stayed a little too long gotta see you later amen down the road here. and raising all that that mess in the church and haven't contributed anything on the journey by christ are you hearing what i'm saying church is just flourishing and then they complain but their seats are too hard the air conditioning don't is not working fine up uh, it's, she told me, uh, it's, it's hard to have your pastor as your best friend. I said, who told you I was your best friend? I said, my God, you're living in a fantasy right here. I'm not your best friend. Amen. Now let's get to the lilies and I'm done. You will not survive until you learn how to be here more than you are with people. Yes. I'm not cutting down your friendship, I'm making them better. Because yeah. if you're here, you're better for them. Yeah. You'll be a better help. You'll yeah. be a better wife. Yeah. You'll be a better man yeah. if you're here. If you miss this, you miss the whole purpose of your salvation. You gotta be with him. You gotta love him more than the ministry. More than preaching, more than teaching, more than traveling. Gotta love him. I was in a place called Fresno and I was doing a meeting for nothing. And God put me in check because on the last day, they hadn't taken the offering in two days. I said, Oh man, they ain't not taking. He said, I thought you said you came for nothing. I said, I just checking. And uh, he said, <laughs> and then the brother comes up and he does the most unusual thing. He says, here's the offering bucket over here, but we're not going to make a big deal out of it. And God said, you still okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. But I wasn't right. I told him I would go for nothing. When I was offered nothing, I got an attitude. Just saying, I paid $7.27 for a gallon of gas to get there. A gallon? That's a lot of gas. <laughs> but I did say I'd go. You see what I'm saying? God will check you every time. He'll check you. He'll check you. He'll check you. I cop the attitude, too. The brother tried to say something to me. I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're offering for getting to take self. Mm -hmm. This offer me a Big Mac or something, bro. Something that can take me back. A two and a half hour, three hour drive. Give me some something to snack on, up, some nuggets or something. You know, didn't even take me out to eat or nothing. nothing. But I said I'd go. For nothing. The Lord said, okay, we're going to find out about you. 
<laughs> now listen to this. So, so the feast, it lasted seven days. The last day of the feast was on the 21st day of the seventh month. Rest in absolute sense is what it's saying. There is a rest that he's serious about you entering into. It, it's a stillness because you're aware that he's finished everything concerning you. Oh, but you say, I got to, no, 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 you know, he finished everything. I said, he did everything. And the reason you're not aware of it, because you don't spend no time in there. When people ask me questions, that tells me they haven't been here. You got to spend some time here. And you got to say this to God. Listen to me carefully. Father, man, today's your day. I just want to be with you. I'm not going to ask you anything. I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. That's it. He says, put your hand on your forehead. Do you have a fever? This is the first time you've ever wanted just to be with me. Check yourself or you wreck yourself. Are you sure? Yeah, I am. The moment there, about 30 minutes in, here comes some stuff in my mind. Oops, I think I better. Father, I may have to leave a little earlier than I thought. <laughs> here comes that stuff. After I told him that he could see what I'm saying. Yeah. So we have to discipline ourselves yes. to purposefully yes. spend time with God until we stop being anxious yes, Lord. Yes. about our lives. Yes, Lord. The Bible says he is our life. Yes. So he, you don't have to worry about if he's our life because yes. our life has been hidden because we're dead. And hidden in Christ. We're in a coffin called Christ. Yeah, amen. 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 We shouldn't be anxious. Let's go to the lily. Now watch what it says. Uh, in that 28th. It says. Consider the lilies. It says that they don't spin. They don't toil. I did some research on the lily. That blew my mind this afternoon. Apostle Fram. I just wanted to see. Why this lily. Now watch this. They slowly become more glorious in even Solomon's temple. It says even the lilies are more glory than Solomon's temple. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They grow automatically, spontaneously, without trying, without fretting, without thinking, without work. The Christ life that you find in this holy of holy unfolds from the divine germ planted in the nature. There's been, you got a divine, you got a germ. It's not, it's not Corona. You got a germ, an incorruptible seed of a living God. Now think about that. Every seed produces after its own kind. And you've been born of that seed, incorruptible seed of pure righteousness. The same seed that was in Mary's womb is in you. If you leave that seed in its proper place of righteousness, it will produce a son in you. And this is why he wants you to stay still because he never wanted you. He wanted the son. He's coming after the thing that's like him. And that's that seed. Some of you are confused. You making all up. Oh, I'm going to look good for Jesus when he comes. He ain't coming for you. <laughs> he coming for that seed. That seed is your salvation. Now, let me help you. Watch, 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 watch. 
And so uh, they grow, uh, the Christ life unfolds, planted in the nation. A man who does not have the indwelling life cannot be transformed. If you're not in the change chamber and all you want to do is be in the church, you'll never be the son. You cannot become a son. You can only become a church member, but you'll not be a sonship. Right. You'll be in membership drive right. all your life. That's what the church has turned the church into, membership drive. Get another building drive, a building fund drive, a drive to just a drive, just driving people rather than leading them. Yes. See, there's a difference between driving folk and leading them as a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He will not drive me. Real leaders don't drive, they lead. I'm almost done here. Oh my goodness. Let me go on just a little bit further. Wow. So if a man doesn't have the indwelling life of the vine planted in his nature, he cannot be transformed. But the man who has it must be transformed. This walk can be simplified in one principle, abide and live in Christ in John. Now watch it when it says, if you abide in the vine, now watch, the vine is makes you messianic. I don't know if you know that. If you're abiding in the vine, the word, the word Christ means Christo or Messiah. So you don't have to put nothing on your head and act like a Jew. Some of you want to be Jews. But God, listen to me, don't get mad at me. He's building a new creation. He already, we already seen what Jews look like, but you've never seen the new creation. He's not building another culture. He's building kingdom culture. Some of you backwards in your theology. You think he's going to put all his life into making another Jew. When he came to make you like his son. And Jesus didn't come from Israel. You better read your Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So he's a quickening spirit from heaven. That's right, man. That's right. Jesus said it several times. Uh, you're from the earth and I'm from above. That's right. He never said he was from Jerusalem. He never said he said he was from above. That's right. And here we are. We're going to change the Bible. Then you're getting mad at somebody that lets you see that you changed the Bible. You changed the word of God to fit your doctrine. And you get mad at people who study and find out that's not what the Bible says. He said that you're a new creation in him. Yes. New means you've never been seen before. All old things, all cultures, yes. man-made cultures yes. and man-made religions yes. have been passed away. Yes. Come on, get with me. Yes. And he's doing a new thing in your marriage. I told a woman that, a proper friend of mine said, you, you're going to have a new husband. She divorced her husband and looked for a new one. <laughs> I called the prophet up. I said, prophet, did you tell her? He said, no. I said, God's going to renew your husband. She went out and got her a new one. Some people, that, amen. Poor guy. He glad she gone because she was a character. I'm not mad at nobody here. Now watch, now watch. And so if you're abiding in something, that means you're gaining your life source from it. If you pull a plant out of the ground, it begins to die instantly because you pulled it away from its life. You take anything out of its original source environment, it begins to die. If you leave Christ or disconnect from his body, you begin to die. 
For some of you solo people that want to do your own ministry, have your own titles, do your branding and cast out your cards and do flyers for your great conferences and you're not connected with other people, sooner or later you're going you're gonna to die spiritually. You cannot exist separated from the body of Christ. Not, you cannot create your own body. There's already a body, the body of Christ. And if any man be in that body, he becomes a regenesis man. He becomes a new creation. He becomes in Christ in this place. And in this in Christ place, he begins to re reconfigurate you. So now you start beating your wife. You say, what do you mean? You beat her to the groceries. You beat her shopping. You beat her cleaning up. You beat her doing everything for her. You beat her to it. So you begin to beat your wife. <laughs> I'm not talking about some of you said, yeah, I've been wanting to beat her. <laughs> I'm not talking about that, but you beat her to help her. You beat her to help her with the things that she does. You know, some of you guys, when your wife is on their period, you work her like a Hebrew slave. And you know, she's got pains. God made her that way for you. Listen, I'm going to help you understand something. The reason your wife has these cramps, she wanted children. And her human body, when she gets close to a male, you better hear what I'm telling you. Her body creates blood around her uterus. Why? Because the seed of that man needs blood to further help fertilize his seed. Well, if the seed don't come, the blood causes an issue. And you get mad and you get an issue because you got to wait five days till the issue goes away. <laughs> but for you to procreate after your kind, those are the issues that God gave her so you could have children that look like you. And you get mad at her and won't help her while she's working for you to make you look better. Let me get over here. So if you pull away from the vine and you're not getting the messianic life flowing into you, then you cannot represent the life that you don't get. You can only give, as Michael said last night, what you've received. If you didn't get it, you can't operate in it. And if you don't have the grace of an apostle, you can't be, you can't, come on. And you're pastoring. The one pastor told me, he said, I'm an apostolic pastor. I said, you bumped your head. There's no such thing as an apostolic pastor. There is pastors that are apostolic. What do you mean by that? They have an apostolic headquarters that oversees them. And if they do, then they have an apostolic flow in that ministry. And even if uh, the pro even the prophet operates out of the, op my, the, my, the prophet in my church, he, op he operates out of the apostolic flow that's in our house. But he's not an apostle. He may be one day, but he's a prophet. That has an apostolic flow because he's he's got the sending mentality. Everything we do in the church is out of ascending right, mentality. Right. We don't have a seating capacity. We have a sending capacity. Right. We're not counting how many members are in the seat. We're trying to determine who we can send. Right. I was on that plane the other day, and after six hours out, my butt went dead. That's all I'm gonna tell you. I reached back there, and I couldn't feel any. I said, "Oh my!" I screamed. Ah! Got up and the lady says, you okay? I said, 
Discovery, discovery, looking, looking for them. That bad boy was dead. And some of us, because we've been taught to sit and, 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 and hustle up another man's vision, rather than you working within the vision, and he's helping you to fulfill your call. You're a slave in another man's house. That wasn't God's plan. These men are supposed to be supporting you. This ain't going over very well here. Nobody's over your head. They're supporting you. Until you come into maturity. Until you come into maturity. Now, the lily is shaped like a trumpet. There's only two lilies that actually have a scent. The rest of them are beautiful, but there's no smell. One of the lilies that has a scent is the white lily. And I think the other one is called the tiger lily. It has a scent, but the other ones don't have a smell. Watch this, watch this. <laughs> this blew me away. So one of the lilies is germinated by the wind, and one of the lilies is germinated by bees. He says, consider the lily because he wants you to consider yourself a lily that does not toil, does not fret, and gets germinated by the Holy Spirit. Just like Mary. Just like, <laughs> let me help you. No, watch. The other lily, the thing about the lily is uh, it has the ability to survive after it's been cut. Lord have mercy. Did they say that Jesus was a lily of the valley? And he's... It says that this particular lily, you can cut it and it lives a long, we can be cut and still live. And any of us are going to be sons, we got to be circumcised. It's a bloody deal when you come into the kingdom of God. Because you got to be cut. You got to come into covenant. Some of you are church members, but you never came into kingdom understanding. You're still trying to defend the church. The church is gone. Because you're the church. Yes. You are the church. Yes. You are the called out of heaven once. Yes. Yes. In the back is that if you get down on the ground of that lily, the eight nations use that bulb as superfood. Because what happens in that bulb, once the lily has been cut, all the nutrients that were available to the plant go into that bulb. And it becomes a source of life. And the Asians take that ball and they eat it and it energizes them. But the dynamic that I want to tell you about the lily is shaped like a trumpet. And when you stand on it with your feet and you get up off it, it goes back to its regular shape. So God says, when the tribulations of life come against you and you get pressed out of shape, Come back with the victory trumpet. That, that, because that's the sound of the trumpet of the lily. He said, consider the lily. Consider that they don't do anything to make them more better than Solomon's temple. And here you are fretting about everything. And you are the greater house that's greater than Solomon's temple. And you're fretting. And, and he says, the lilies don't do anything to become greater. They're greater because that's their future. And that, those are the plans I have for them. And the plans I had for you was to come in the change chamber. So I, there was a song we used to sing, Anthony. I miss my time with you, our moments together. Do you know that one? Come on, come on. Would you do me a favor? Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Watch this. You can't do nothing without first seeing the Ark of the Covenant. That's why you got to go. The first piece of furniture in the tabernacle was the Ark. You can't do anything. You shouldn't go say anything. You should not prophesy. You should not preach unless you come out the presence of God. Yeah. Uh, there is a priesthood whose members have become one with, with the one that's bearing the Ark. Yeah, we've got to be in there with God. We've got to be in his presence. We've got to be in, in that place. I'm going to obey God tonight. I'm going to put this away. I've, I'm not really done, but what I want to do is be obedient to God tonight. Yes, Lord, I thank you for it. We're in a serious moment, I believe. But I think the cure to the problem is God. It's God. I don't think we have to come up with anything. I think we just need to press into him. I like what Marsha said yesterday, this morning, I should say, leaning in. You got to lean in. Lean, just lean. Yes. Yes. Just lean in. Do you remember the words to Anthony? I'm missing my time with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those moments together, I need to be, be with you. Stay. And it hurts me and when you say I'm too busy, busy trying to serve me. But how can, can you serve me when, when your spirit, spirit is empty? empty. Wanting more than just a part of you, it's true. I miss my time with you. I want I want the senior council to come up here. This is what I saw in my spirit uh, today. says please consider the high priest and apostle of your profession the high priest and apostle I, I don't normally do this I want us to the final act of transformation body of Christ is not another meeting by Christ it's not another epiphany it's not another revelation. It's travail. Paul said, my little children, and to my travail again until transformation takes place in the life of the believer. It's through the tears of the saints that changes occur. Are you listening to me? How many are broken because life is broken? How many are broken because you're families are broken your relationships are broken your children are out there broken and everything things then that's the way you for 37 years i prayed for my oldest my youngest son he was 
bound by everything and I wept. I had no more tears. My stomach would touch my back. Oh God, oh God. God said, stop and start praying for others' children. So we began to turn our prayers to others' children. And one day my son called me and says, Dad, Dad, I'm ready to give up. 37 years later, 37 years later, my God, 37 years. God answered. He's on staff at my church. Thirty-seven years. Thirty-seven. I'm gonna sing that one more time. I like that song. Come on, let's let's just hear the word. I miss my time with you. Those moments together. Let's hold our hands together. I need to be with you each day. Oh God. And it hurts. 